0: Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Hook Products USA. Truck lovers, tow hook covers finally are here. Introducing Tokes, a first-of-its-kind tow hook cover that is a great way to personalize your truck's factory tow hooks. Tokes are made in the USA out of high-grade silicone rubber that clasps right over your truck's factory tow hooks so it installs in seconds and no tools are needed. With colors red, white, blue, pink, and amber, and costing just $34.95 per pair, Tokes are a unique and affordable way to customize your truck. Go to HookProductsUSA.com and head over to the compatibility tool to make sure that tokes will fit over your truck's tow hooks. After that, checkout is super easy, and your truck will be rocking its tokes in no time. Again, that's HookProductsUSA.com for tokes, the original tow hook cover. Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. The Lakers are coming back to LA tied in the series with the Warriors one-to-one. We're going to recap both game one and game two, talk a little bit about game three and just what to expect from more of the series. So let's just jump right into it. So I mean really the big difference between game one and game two is the tale of two Anthony Davises, right? Anthony Davis in game one put up 30 points, 23 rebounds. And the Lakers I mean aside from a late run by the Warriors, pretty much dominated. Um they they I mean it was close back, back and forth game up until like so late in the fourth quarter the Lakers pulled away, got up by 14 points and then almost gave it up. They almost gave up a run. They gave up basically I think a 12-0 run. I can't remember if they got within 2 or if they ended up actually tying it, but, um, D'Angelo Russell got a big layup to, to get the Lakers finally to stop the bleeding and, and pull away for a five point victory, 117 to 112, um, a big win. Anytime you win on the road in the playoffs is big, right? Lakers steal home court advantage. They go up one Oh, they, they throw the first punch basically in the series. And, Lakers winning this game was big also because you had the Warriors coming off of a game seven against the Kings, which was only two days before this game one. So taking advantage of any sort of tiredness that the Warriors might have, although they did not look tired in the, in the slightest, they were ready to go in game one. So looking down at the stats, right? Anthony Davis was huge, 30 points, 23 rebounds on 11 of 19 shooting. He played 44 minutes. LeBron put in 22 points. He did not shoot well, though. He only went 9 for 24, one of 8 from 3. D'Angelo Russell ended up having a big game, 19 points. Austin Reeves, a slow game. Dennis Schroeder came up big off the bench, though, with 19 points. So a lot of really good scoring from the Lakers offensively, but really focused on Anthony Davis from an offensive standpoint. He was able to pretty much do whatever he wanted down low. They had Kavon Looney guarding him early in the game. And then they ended up actually transitioning to Draymond Green guarding Anthony Davis in the second half, and that definitely did slow Anthony Davis down, but not before he was able to put up 30 points and then pull down 23 rebounds. Like, that's pretty big. He had four offensive rebounds, 19 defensive rebounds. The Lakers, another big storyline in this game was the free throw, the amount of free throws the Lakers got, and again, also in comparison to to Game 2. It's, you know, it's the story of two Anthony Davises and the story of two uh, free throw attempts. I don't know how to say that exactly. But um, the Lakers got 29 free throw attempts, shot 25 of 29 in the game on free throws, 86%. Um, and this game was just like the battle of two different teams, right? You had Golden State putting up 53 free or, uh, three point attempts. They shot 21 for 53 from three, basically 40% on the night, which is pretty good. Um, they had three different players making six threes. You had Steph Curry, who went six for thirteen, Clay Thompson, who went six for sixteen, and then Jordan Poole, who went six for eleven. Um, you got twenty-seven points from Curry, twenty-five from Clay, twenty-one from, from Poole. So that that's a huge win, even considering that, right? Like, Jordan Poole has not been good. He was not good in the first round of the playoffs against the Kings. And to get a big game from him for the Warriors, to get Clay shooting well, who he also has kind of had some inconsistencies in the first round, and then Steph you know, holding him to under 30 is big. Shout out to Jared Vanderbilt, who had the main job of guarding him, and also Dennis Schroeder. But when you get a game like that, 27, 25, and 21 from those three guys, and you're able to pull out the win, that's pretty big. So um, the Lakers did a good job at getting Draymond Green in some foul trouble. Again, good job at at keeping the ball out of Steph Curry's hands in game one, and then also on the on the flip side on offense, good job at just attacking the basket, getting Anthony Davis to the rim, getting LeBron James. You know, he got those 22 points all around the basket for the most part. He had a few jump shots, but he only went one for eight from three. D'Angelo Russell only went one for five from three. Just a, not a great shooting night for the Lakers. They went 24% from three on 25 attempts. But they ultimately... Um, yeah 20 yeah they ultimately shot slightly better than the warriors overall shooting 46% in the game versus 40% from the warriors so the lakers really in a way survived that game i wouldn't they did pull out a big lead late in the game right before they let it go and so in that sense they dominated anthony davis dominated but that was a steal of a win you know you you get those performances for the warriors and it's tough to lose that game that's a tough loss for them you know, Clay Thompson said something like, you know, sometimes you have a rough night out and you're going to come out and you're going to win or you're going to make those adjustments and, and whatnot. But, like, I get losing equates to a rough night out, but he shot pretty well. Jordan Poole shot really well. Like, overall, you know, Draymond Green only put up six points, but he's not really, like, a main scorer for them. So, overall, they had a pretty good night out, I would say. It just it turns out they couldn't pull out the win. And man, Steph Curry had some crazy shots in the fourth quarter where the Lakers playing great defense and he just throws up these shots. And like, I don't mean it as in like he throws them up like they're bad looks, but like he's the only one in the league that's making these shots. Maybe Damian Lillard is another guy, but like these are insane shots that he's hitting. And he did it again last night in game two also. So Lakers get the win in game one, which is big, right? It's big to get any road win when you're the, uh, when you don't have the home court advantage going into the series. So Lakers steal home court advantage, get a nice win. And to anyone that's complaining, right? Warriors fans are always complaining about the free throw disparity. It's, I mean, it's just a tale of two different teams, two different playing styles. You have the Lakers attacking the basket, getting to the rim, and you have the Warriors shooting 53 threes. So the free throw attempts, are not it's just not going to be the, it's just not how it is, you know. Lakers the thing is is when Anthony Davis and LeBron go to the basket, they're probably they're they're probably getting fouled almost every single time. And the fact that they only get, right, like Anthony Davis only got 8 free throw attempts, LeBron James only got 4 free throw attempts. Come on, you know. Like let's not let's not say pretend like there's something going on that's not happening. Dennis Schroeder got 10 free throw attempts, which is pretty good. Um, you know, he but he attacks the basket a ton. And he's he's good at selling stuff and, and whatnot. But, I mean, Austin Reeves had a tough night. Only 10 points. He did not get a free throw attempt in the game, which is big for Austin Reeves. He did hit two, two of five from the three-point line, four of nine from the field. Um, tough night. He's, he's had the main responsibility of guarding Klay Thompson, which we'll get to in a minute when we start talking about game two. But Klay <laughs> Thompson's making him work. And he is taking advantage of... Austin Reeves you know getting around like Austin Reeves not he's he's been having some trouble getting around ski, screens and and staying with Clay Thompson and Clay's definitely taken advantage of that so um but overall game 1 right great to get that first win especially going on it's, it's a nice way to set the tone for the series get a win on the road and know that you're at least coming back home um uh, tied 1-1 and not down 2-0 so game 2 was a different story, right? It was the Lakers they had a great first quarter. We had a great first quarter up 33 to 26 at the end of the first quarter and I'm like, "Man, things are things are going well." Before the game there was news that Kevon Looney was probably only going to play 20 minutes in the game cuz he came down with a sickness, which, you know, Kevon Looney isn't like a primary scorer for the Warriors by any means. But he pulled down 20 plus rebounds in game one, right? The, he he's fighting for offensive rebounds, and and like I mentioned in my preview episode of this series, nothing kills you more than an offensive rebound that turns into a three pointer by Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole or whoever. It it just kills you. So um, last night, let's see, did Kevon Looney ended up yeah he only ended up playing 12 minutes, and that was because it was it turned into a blowout. So. The Lakers go up thirty-three to twenty-six at the end of the first quarter, and then they give up two quarters of forty-plus points. To the Warriors forty-one points in the second quarter. They got outscored forty-one to twenty-three, and then the third quarter, got outscored forty-three to twenty-four. Just absolute not. I mean, it was it was like the opposite version of Game Six against the Grizzlies, where game it's game four, the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I said game six, the fourth quarter was the entire was the entirety of the fourth quarter was garbage time so the lakers ended up winning that quarter 20 to 17 but that doesn't really say much because you had tristan thompson in and lonnie walker and you know the lakers are just saving lebron and anthony davis at that point because they were down by 30 points so um game two like i mentioned anthony davis was was awful he shot five for 11 from the field only had 11 points, only had seven rebounds. Um, LeBron James played well. He shot 10 for 18 with 23 points. Ruri Hachimura had a great game off the bench, eight for 14 for 21 points, four for six from three. It's tough to squander a four from six, four for six from three night from Ruri Hachimura, but the Lakers just could not stick with the Warriors defensively. Um, Klay Thompson had a huge night. 8 for 11 from 3, 30 points. 11 for 18 from the field overall. Steph Curry only had 20 points, but he didn't need to score a lot because um, because Clay was playing well. You had Jamichael Green, who started in place of Kevon Looney, going 3 for 6 from 3 with 15 points. <laughs> um, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins both had 11 each. And then off the bench, you had 10 from Moses Moody. There's a lot of scoring. And part of this, again, was. Um, was garbage time minutes in the in the fourth quarter, but the Lakers or the Warriors shot fifty percent from three. They went twenty one of forty two from the th- from the three point line. On the other end, the Lakers went to uh, shot thirty percent from three, forty two percent from the field. Overall, like offensively, I mean, the Lakers only scored a hundred points, and it's hard to say because the Lakers just weren't on it offensively. Um. It's hard to like exactly compare to like other games, right? But I feel like part of this game was just terrible. Well, part of it was bad defense from the Lakers. Part of it was just really good shooting from the Warriors. Offensively, the Lakers. I mean, Anthony Davis couldn't get things going. He 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 got decent shots, decent looks, but he just couldn't make get those ones to fall. And then my biggest gripe with Anthony Davis this season has been if he doesn't get his shots to fall early he just disappears he does not try to force it he does not try to um and I don't know if this is like a coaching thing or an Anthony Davis thing probably a little bit of both but like he does not try and find his shot later in the game which I feel like he did this more back like in the season where the Lakers won the championship I remember I went to a to um a Bucks game Lakers Bucks game right before COVID hit pretty much and it was a big win for the lakers it was a big statement win because everyone was wondering like are the lakers um you know legit are they worthy of the one seed all these different things and in that game anthony davis was nowhere really to be found he he was you know good defensively but not great offensively and then he had a huge fourth quarter which really helped pull the lakers um up and and, and to get the win you know um uh, he, I guess he did do this against the Timberwolves in the regular season, where the Lakers were playing in Minnesota. They're down by ten at halftime, and he had a big fourth quarter, and the Lakers ended up pulling out and winning that game. We need more of that from Anthony Davis. You know, he had like four points in the first half. He ended the game with eleven points, so he had a seven seven points in the second half. You got to figure out a way to find your shot. You can't let Draymond like I get Draymond Green as like a big body, but he's six foot six. He's he's the same size as, like, Devin Booker, you know? Like, he's not, he, and, like, he has got long arms, and, again, like, he's a solid, like, big body that's going to push you around and stuff. But come on, man. You're going to let Draymond Green do that to you? You're going to let Draymond Green hold you to 11 points in a game? And, again, I, I get that a lot of, you know, the missed shots and stuff were just missed shots. And I, that happens. You know, you have bad shooting nights. But... The Lakers got to find a way to get Anthony Davis closer to the, to the rim when he's having these bad shooting nights. If he's not, if he's, if the shots are just rimming out or if he's just not, doesn't have that touch um, in the game, find a way to like get him a lob, get him, um, just get him on the screen and roll in general. You know, you, Anthony Davis is such a threat moving to the basket that you're for you, whether he's going to make the shot or not, or whether you even pass him the ball or not, you have like defenses have to honor him. They have to honor that. They have to guard him. They have to pull a guy off of you know off of somewhere else to help down and things like that. And it's like, why are we not doing this more? Why even if like even if he's not hitting a shot, like use him as a decoy again. And if they don't honor it, then get him rolling to the basket and get him some easy layups and easy buckets. So that's pretty frustrating. And, and I tweeted this out. This is the Lakers. This is the Lakers' third playoff loss um in the in the playoffs so far and in all three of those losses it's the lakers i mean yes the lakers defense has it has issues but the lakers offense just looks completely inept like they're not they're settling for threes they're not attacking the basket they're not um moving off the ball they're not running the pick and roll like the thing is is like this lakers team has a has a cheat code with anthony davis and lebron james with the pick and roll like when it's like in case of emergency break glass and you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis run a pick and roll. When things get stagnant offensively, Anthony Davis, LeBron James run the pick and roll. And I get not every time that things get stagnant offensively, you have both those guys on the floor, right? You might have a rotation where LeBron's sitting or Anthony Davis is sitting or whatever. Then run it with D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis, run it with uh, Austin Reeves and LeBron James or whoever's on the floor, you know, but when they're both on the floor, there's no excuse for things to get stagnant. There's no excuse to settle for a three. They're not a good three-point shooting team. Like, yes, you can get shots to fall from Marie Hachimura or D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves. But when the shots aren't falling and you find yourself digging yourself a hole, run the run the screen and roll with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I get LeBron James is dealing with a foot injury. And the fact that he's even playing right now is kind of a miracle from what it sounds like. So I understand him settling a little bit more and not attacking the basket. I get also the fact that he's 38 years old, and playing in his 20th season, that he just can't attack the basket as much, and that's why he's settling for you know shooting around eight threes a game. I get it, but when you need a bucket, when you're when you're hemorrhaging, and you can't stop the Warriors, right? The Warriors when they're when they're on, they're on. Last night was one of those games where they shot 50 percent from the field and from three if they shoot like that every night, the Lakers are losing, you know, like it just is what it is. You can't, it's hard to compete with that. It's really hard to compete when the Lake or when the Warriors are shooting the way that they shot last night. So in that sense, like, I'm not even that mad about the loss, but it's frustrating that the Lakers find themselves like in these games where they're, you know, maybe the other team is just hitting crazy shots, right? Maybe you're playing good defense for the most part, which the Lakers didn't play great defense last night, but, Let's just say, like you are playing good defense, but the other team's hitting shots. That's out of that's out of your control. The offensive offensive side of the ball is what you can can control. You know, like on defense, you can control making the right rotations, staying in front of your guy, not fouling, um, closing out shooters. Right, you can control those things, but you can't necessarily control if the shot goes in or not. Sometimes Steph just hits a crazy shot. Sometimes Clay hits a crazy shot. It is what it is. But the offensive side of the ball is what you can control. The Warriors don't know what you're going to do. They, they have an idea. They make these adjustments, right? They put Draymond Green on Anthony Davis. They try and push him out of the paint. They try and force the Lakers to shoot threes. That's their goal defensively. But, like, you are you have the ball in your hands. You can control what you do. You can find ways to get to the basket. You can run. Um, I mean, pick and roll is the easy... The easy um, situation just because like it's difficult to cover you're forcing you kind of force a switch and things like that um but yeah so it's frustrating the things that the lakers can control they just kind of settle for threes like oh and that's kind of like the nba today or basketball today right is trying to get the quick fix of hitting a three i get it you hit the three and it looks great but you miss the three and it looks bad it's just one of those things um so, I don't know. I, I'm a little worried about the Lakers offensively. It's just in these games, right? And I guess, like, if you're looking on the bright side of things, or if you're going to give Anthony Davis the benefit of the doubt, or the team in general, right? You had Anthony Davis play 44 minutes in game one. You have one day off. You're playing again, not in your home floor. You know, you have a lot going against you in that situation. So, I get it i i can I can give him the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt, but still like you gotta score more than eleven points if you're like he's been the Lakers best player this season. LeBron's been great for for his situation and everything, but when Anthony Davis plays well, the Lakers tend to win when LeBron James plays well, they're not always winning those games because Anthony Davis needs to step up and play well. You need both Anthony Davis and LeBron James to play well in order for in order to win games and you know. Lakers did get lucky in Game Four against Memphis last series, right? Where Anthony Davis played bad offensively, but played really well defensively. And he, you know, he didn't he didn't do quite as much defensively last night as you know he, we would have hoped. You know, he had well, he had three blocks still, which is insane. <laughs> but um, the Warriors did a really good job at taking advantage of the Lakers trying to shut down Steph. It seems like the Lakers' defensive strategy is like, okay, let's shut down Steph and let's force Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and these other guys to beat us. Unfortunately, l- last night, Clay Thompson beat us. <laughs> he scored 30 points. Um, they're doing a good job at, yeah, just exposing those double teams, getting, you know, they got Draymond, uh, Kevon Looney, Jermichael Green. Like, if these these role players that the Lakers are kind of forgetting about because they're not great offensive players they're uh, getting like backdoor cuts to the basket just things where like the help defense isn't really rotating over in the right way and the Warriors really Warriors did a good job at exposing that in game two so again if you had asked me well I didn't do a, a podcast in between to do a prediction for game two but I would have predicted the Lakers to lose anyway in game two, so in that in that sense, like it's not that frustrating to lose the game. But like I said before, it's frustrating the way in which they lost. It's frustrating to see the offense just suck in general. Um, it's frustrating to see the defense looking lost. Um, Austin Reeves had another bad game. Um, he was 3 for 11, 1 for 5 from 3, only had 7 points, uh, minus 22 on the night. Um, Anthony Davis was also minus 22. LeBron James was minus 27. And this is, I mean, these are those second and third quarters where the Lakers gave up 41 and 43 points or whatever it was in both those quarters. So you just can't be giving up 40-plus point quarters to teams. And credit to the Warriors for hitting shots and, and getting it done because part of it, right, you have to give the offense some credit. Um, it's not just bad defense from the Lakers. Like, you have to give the Warriors some credit for, for the shots that they hit and and their offense and all that stuff. So, But... We've seen basically two different versions of the Lakers in Game One and Game Two, and the version in Game Two makes me nervous. But we saw that also in Game Two against Memphis, so there's no reason to panic. There's literally I went on the I opened up the uh, ESPN app to look up all the stats and stuff during the podcast, and <laughs> this ESPN segment on First Take with Stephen A. Smith and Brian Windhorst and Kendrick Perkins. Um, I don't know what they're saying in it, but the headline on it says. Have we seen the end of the Lakers playoff run? Come on. Like, let's not overreact here. It's Game Two. You have to play. You have to win four games, and the Lakers did this in in, in the first round against Memphis. They um, they lost Game Two. One eleven to one hundred one, and or no, one hundred three to ninety three. They lost by ten points. Um, Not quite the 30-point loss, but they got smoked in that game. They were down by like 10 to to 15 points the entire game. Couldn't get things going offensively. Um, In that game, Anthony Davis had 13 points, almost identical to uh, Game 2 against the Warriors. LeBron James had 28 points. Austin Reeves had a bad game. D'Angelo Russell had a bad game. Um, Rui had a big game. Literally this Game 2 was almost identical to... Game two against the Warriors. So anyone that's, any Lakers fans, anyone that's talking about this series that's panicking about the Lakers, this is what the Lakers do. They get the win that they need to get, and then they let off the gas. And again, giving the benefit benefit of the doubt, part of that is, you know, Anthony Davis playing 44 minutes in game one, and um, what was, let's see, LeBron James playing 40 minutes. Austin Reeves playing 39 minutes. Dennis Schroeder playing 31 minutes. D'Angelo Russell playing 33 minutes, right? Like, part of it is just the Warriors run and gun. They're they're quick, and they're constantly moving on offense. You have Jared Vanderbilt running in circles trying to guard Steph Curry. You have Austin Reeves running in circles trying to guard Klay Thompson. And it's a tough job. And then you have to turn around and play off offense. Like, it makes sense why Austin Reeves – is shooting so poorly? His legs are probably dead tired from trying to chase around Clay Thompson. So, um, of course, you would hope that we can be you know overcome those things since we are a professional basketball team that has championship hopes. But um, I'm not panicking over this game. It was a really good shooting night from the Warriors. The thing is that people forget when when teams are shooting well from three is like. The reason that living and dying by the three is such a common phrase in basketball is because when you're not hitting those threes, it's tough. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm curious what game twos, what the percentage of, like, in the paint, or how many paint points the uh, Warriors got in game two. But um, they still shot a ton of threes. They shot 40-something threes. They shot uh what was it 42 threes so ten, eleven 11 less threes than than game 1 um but almost half of their shots were three pointers again <laughs> so like if the warriors only make 40% of those threes the game gets a little closer if they if that drops down to 36% of those threes like you're not going to well like I mentioned this before if you shoot 50% from three like that every game then hats off to you you are a great team and it's hard. It's going to be hard to win those games. Like just because the Warriors came out and shot really well in game two, doesn't mean they're going to do it again in game three or game four or even the rest of the series. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. If the Warriors can keep this up, then hats off to them. It's a hard, that's a hard, it's just hard to beat a team when they're shooting 50% from three on 42 attempts. So, um, my prediction for game three it's tough because the game two feeling leaves a bad taste in my mouth from the lakers right like after game one i'm like if lakers can can bottle this up and play like this every game lakers could win this series in five they really can but they don't do that right their backs aren't against the wall they kind of let off the gas and they give up 127 points to the warriors and only score 100 themselves so and give up 40 plus points in the second and third quarter um so obviously if the Lakers do that, then they're gonna lose in five. So it's really just depends on what Lakers you get. I think the Lakers just need to figure out, you know, for game three, right? You need to figure out how to get Anthony Davis um going early. You part of it is Anthony Davis, he can't let Draymond Green push him around. Draymond Green's a great defender. But he just was going up against Jaron Jackson Jr. And I get there was people talking about Draymond Green as a defensive player of the year candidate this season, even. Um but Anthony Davis has so many so many more like physical attributes that are greater than what Draymond Green has to throw at him. Like there's no reason that he can't shoot over him, take him to the basket, um come off a pick and roll and take him to the basket. Like there's just so many options. The Lakers just need to figure out a way to get Anthony Davis involved early on in the game and keep him involved throughout the entire game. Um even, like, so have someone come up and set a screen for Anthony Davis to get Draymond Green off him for a minute just to get one quick step towards the basket and get Draymond Green, you know, off balance or whatever. Obviously, getting Austin Reeves involved offensively is going to be huge for the Lakers. It's tough to only have him putting up, like, you know, 7 to 11 points in a game. Um, And, you know, I talked about this in the last episode. Defense wins championships, right? So, like, you have to figure out a way to... Stop Clay Thompson and stop Steph Curry. I'm not too worried about anyone else. Jordan Poole might hit some threes. some other guys might hit some shots, but and Clay Thompson's been the big he's been the one that's scoring in both game one and game two, and it sucks because like okay, you take your focus off of Steph to stop Clay Thompson, then you have to leave Steph open, right? So I don't know. There's no easy answer exactly other than like figuring out a way to shut down Clay Thompson. I don't know if Austin Reeves is the guy for the job, unfortunately. I thought, you know, he's a he's a tough player. He plays hard, but he's he's been getting beat. So I don't know if he's if I don't know, maybe he's not the right guy for the job. Maybe you try throwing um I don't know. I think we tried throwing Rui at him also in game two. And Rui's just a little too slow. Like there's just not it's tough. It's a there's no easy answer. But the two keys to winning to beating the Warriors and winning game three getting Anthony Davis involved offensively because when Anthony Davis is, is involved offensively, he's typically involved. He's typically has a higher involvement defensively. We have seen games in, in the first round where Anthony Davis was playing great defensively and just okay. Offensively, um, game six is kind of an outlier because everyone like D'Angelo Russell was playing well, like other people were playing well. So you don't, didn't really need as much production offensively from Anthony Davis. Um, Again, Game 4 was a, a game where the Lakers got lucky and kind of, well, I don't know if they got lucky, but um, they survived a game where Anthony Davis played pretty bad offensively and they still won the game. But got to figure out a way to get Anthony Davis involved offensively, attacking the basket, because that opens up threes for Austin Reeves, threes for Rui, threes for LeBron, or driving lanes for LeBron and those guys too. So, And then defensively. Steph was the main focus coming into the series on who to stop and slow down, but um Clay seems to be <laughs> seems to have found his shot. So now we have to figure out a way to slow down both those guys, um, which is tough. So no easy answer defensively. If the Lakers can hang a little bit more offensively, then yeah, you're kind of in a back and forth battle and the games are gonna be close and they're gonna be fun and they're gonna be um intense. So well hopefully the Lakers can come back. In um, game three at home and get a win to go up 2-1 because that's just big. Uh, you know, it'd be great to take advantage of these two home games and go up 3-1. But we're going to focus on game three and hopefully, you know, winning the game that's in front of us and, and going up 2-1 in the series. And hopefully getting Anthony Davis <laughs> back in the mix offensively, both offensively and defensively. Um, and, and maybe the Lakers just need to figure out a way to take away the three from the from the Warriors. Again, way easier said than done. But you know, the, the the Warriors are crazy. The way that they move, the way they set screens and, and whatnot, it's it is it honestly like hurts my head to watch sometimes. It's like just so much going on. So I can only imagine how difficult it is to defend that. And props to the Lakers for doing what they did in game one because um they they kind of had a good game plan going in and they they executed and took advantage and won that game so now we're coming back to to la tied 1-1 and uh, looking forward to see what the lakers can adjust and do for game three and hopefully go up 2-1 in the series thank you all for listening and go lakers thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool if you enjoyed the episode please rate and review on apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers!